Right, you ready to record? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I'm ready to record. You know, uh, you know what? What? I am glad that we've still got a couple more weeks before Tears of a Kingdom oh. comes out because imagine if like we'd spent all day playing it somehow and like with a street day broken copy or something. Um, imagine what a wrench it would be to come what... away from that us to yeah. massive died in the wall Zelda fans. Imagine what a wrench, uh, what a what a what a thing it would be <coughs> to have been like you know let's say seven hours deep into mm. Tears of the Kingdom and then having to go. We got to stop and record work. a podcast, yeah. Yeah. you know. And then you've got than... later on. You've got to go and record another podcast. Indeed, so. you know, which are all things that you know. It's it's a good thing that we're still like a mm. week and a half, mm. two weeks mm. away from Tears I... of the Kingdom, and it's not just like six foot over there. Yeah, that's good. That that's good. That it's convenient. That uh, I'd say eight or nine feet, but yeah, hypothetically, hypothetically, yeah, you know, it's a good thing it's not eight, it's... nine or ten feet over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good thing that that's not the case. Yeah. Yes, it's good that that's not a possibility Definitely yet. not, no. We'll get started then. Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Magnetdale. And I'm not Jane Harris Magnetdale. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers. It's a podcast where two queer trans women, that's us, we're, we're wifey types. We do that. Uh, we talk about the media we've been consuming during the week and do silly voices and skits to try and make each other have a bit of a giggle. Yep. And definitely, uh, definitely don't have anything else that we had to wrench ourselves away from this to do. Definitely not. Definitely not. Definitely not. Definitely not. Mm. So what have you been playing this week? Well, what have I been playing? Well, <laughs> yeah. we played some things together. We did play some things we together. We played, oh, let's see, uh, just just over there. Uh, uh, well, that, but, uh, what, over there? Like, yeah, yeah. We nine played, or ten feet over there? Yeah, about nine or ten feet over there. We played uh, Korra, Rise of an Empire. We did, that is about that distance well, over there. It's about there. the distance over there. That's, uh, that's yeah. a board game that we played. Uh, I can't remember, we've probably talked about this on the show before, but... Uh, probably you about two years ago. Yeah, do you want to refresh people who might not have heard what this board game's about? It is a game about being a Greek city, an ancient Greek city. Yeah. Uh, or, or, or peoples. You've got your Spartans, your yep. uh, your your, your Ar- Argosians, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Argonauts, I guess. Argonauts. Yep. Um, and you you, you basically pick get a playmat. You get a, a faction from yep. from the eight factions that will start with a little bonus and like have a little upgrade tree that's specific to them mm-hmm. and sort of point you towards how you might build your your build. Yeah, and it's but it's only sort of four things that you have to do sort of slowly over the course of the game. Yeah, it's it's not a huge uh, lead you in a direction, but it's a little bit. Yeah, um, and then next to that you've got your like your three main tracks your. Uh, economy, your culture. Cu- culture, and your military. Yeah, they might not be called exactly that, but that's what they are. Yeah, so basically you are, th- you're able to get higher incomes on things based on where you are yeah. on those levels. Um, so you can get more citizenry if you've got a higher economy, you can get more, um, Ah, uh, what were you getting? Were you getting just victory points, wasn't it? Uh, I was from... getting a lot of victory points for for having like high culture and then converting that. Yes, and I was getting lots of of military might. Yeah, going going and doing military campaigns so, by uh, having a bigger army. It's this is of all the like building a civilization kind of games we play board game wise. This is the one that is the most just numbers happening. Yes. Crunch number make number do. There is some lovely art, but it's. It's not about the art. It, it, is, is, it is a fine veneer over, over this numbers go up in a very interesting yes. way 
Yes. Crunchy. So th- at the core of it, I think it's really interesting how simple this game is because you start with two dice. You can unlock a third later on by one of the trees. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have six basic actions, which are things. Seven. Uh, is oh yeah, it's a, it's a zero. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You have seven basic actions. Each cost a different number on a dice, uh, ranging from zero to six. And you roll your dice, and from the start, you're like, cool, I rolled a one and a three. I can do uh, one action with that one dice that that is uh, a zero or a one cost, or I can do an up to three cost with that three. But you have a resource if you want to do an action that's like higher than the dice you've rolled. Yeah, you can use your citizenry to um, basically sort of pay that as a, as, a, as another amount. Yeah. So you, you've basically got this additional resource you're trying to manage, which is... If you want to overspend the dice you've rolled and mitigate a bad roll, mm. you can do so, but you need to have invested in that. Yeah, and also that is one of the, like, I think that's, like, number one. Um, so you, it's yeah. absolutely possible to yeah. just keep getting that. Yes, it's, I like that, like, some of the very cheapest things you can do are um, getting scrolls, which can be used to help mitigate needing more citizens to fix your dice rolls. They can be used to... Um, help move you up uh, tracks a bit faster. They can be used mm-hmm. for a lot of versatile things. Uh, like your one point is get more citizens to help mitigate your dice rolls and get more cards that can be played out on the board. Yeah. And I think your two point is uh, convert your culture into victory points. Yes. So like your three lowest difficulty things to roll mm. are helping you mitigate your bad rolls and getting you towards victory points. And I like that those things are really accessible. Yeah. And the things that are more expensive are going and doing combat to try and get these little laurels, which will then uh, allow you to play cards out in front of you that might have uh, instant or ongoing effects that need certain numbers of these little laurels collected. Or... Oh, sorry, you're talking about the um, knowledge tokens? Knowledge tokens, that's but, what So the called. laurels are separate from that sorry, because yes. they're high-level um, knowledge tokens. Yes. Basically, you're gathering things like uh, culture and, and yeah. other information. There's, there's a little bit of engine build with the with the cards that you can play because they can be things like you get these little knowledge tokens by going to war, and then you're like, okay, if I've got a red knowledge token, I can play this card. Every time I do whatever action, I now get some money, or I now get some... Yeah. You don't have to go to war, you can yeah. you can just buy them with cash. Yes, like, you can, uh, you, there's I an action... three or, or something like that. I think like it's the three, yeah. You can have one more money than your current economy level, and then you can spend up to five uh, yeah. drachma on a knowledge token yeah. of any colour. Which you can't get the fancy big, big knowledge tokens that way, but I like that there are multiple routes to getting that resource that don't involve uh, combat, even if combat is clearly, like, the the more efficient way to get them. Yes. Um, And yeah, over the course of a limited number of rounds, because each round, there's a a deck of events, and when the deck of events runs out, you know, the game ends, uh, you basically try and move up on your three tracks as efficiently as you can, Get money, get people, and work out how you're going to turn that into points. Yeah. Uh, it is a very, you have t- a limited time crunch the numbers kind of game, mm-hmm. but it's very satisfying. Yeah, it's really good. Um, you've basically got nine rounds to try and work out what to do. The first round and the last round are always exactly the same. Yeah. And so at the start of the turn, you are reading what the card is for the round. Apart from on the very first round, it yeah. will always be... This is what's coming up by the end of the round. You have yes. time pre- to prepare. Yeah, so you can sort of see what's coming and make sure you have the things you need to, to sort of benefit from it if yeah. possible. Or at least some way to mitigate that thing. Yeah. And um, 
it, that is like a really interesting thing. Like, like there was one way you were convinced that you there was no way you were going to get it, and then I spent all of my military might on one yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, you had a big military lead, and it was whoever has a military lead gets a bonus, yes. and then you just did a huge military spend. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, so I, I did hand that to you, but I also, it was necessary for me getting some victory points at the end. Yeah. But the, it's interesting the way that the different factions... Some of them seem to have much bigger swings in what they do throughout the game than others. Yeah. Others just seem to sort of be leading you towards places you might have yeah. some ideas. Like, your faction seemed very much like it was helping you generally throughout the game, and mine was like, this, you could sort of steer your, yourself this sort of way yeah, and, and get a little bit of free glory at the end. I, I was lucky that I drafted a card at the start that synergized really well with my my build, because basically my th my uh, civilization's um, upgrade tree was that I could move up the three little upgrade paths uh, more times per round, mm -hmm. uh, twice instead of one, and everything would cost one coin less to move up those tracks. Yes, and then you got something else that lets you... Yeah, I had an, one even less. Again. Yeah, I had another card that let me have a reduction of one. So I was able to upgrade twice per round and for a reduction of two coins. Yes. Oh, no, it, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. So finding a synergy that worked meant that I was like, oh, okay, I know exactly what I'm specking into. Yes. Um, But it it does require you to, like, luck into... I've got a card that works well with what my upgrades spec me on. Yes. Yeah, I think I would have done better if I had remembered how one of the mechanics worked properly. Yes. You were going and doing the low-level combat with your combat-focused character, forgetting you could go attack the big high-value targets. Yes. Uh, that are worth, like, a point multiplier at the end. Yes. Um, I, like, I, for some reason, I thought I had to, like, start, like, work through the, um... The ones that didn't really give you a reward early on and, until I got yeah. up to the other ones. It, yeah. It was, it, so, yeah, there, there were ways I could have mitigated things, but um, just... We've uh, not played that in a really long time. No, it, it was it was definitely a remembering how to do things yeah. uh, playthrough. But I've removed it from the bottom of a big pile upstairs on the big board game yes. shelf pile. It's so now in it's the in a more we will remember it exists pile. It's one of those ones where I keep looking at it every time I go up and peruse the board game shelf for something to look at. It's got, but it's going to be such a hassle <laughs> to get down. Yeah, sometimes we just have to rotate a game into the <laughs> it's easy to reach pile. Yes. Yeah, some some of the ones that with big boxes are unfortunately just at the bottom of piles of the heaviest boxes. Yeah. Which just makes them less appealing to get out. Like, Too Many Bones is a good game. Yeah. But it's right at the bottom of the pile. It's awkwardly sized and it's very difficult to get out. Yeah. And then it's got a massive steep learning curve. So I yeah. sit there going, I could pull it out of the thing. But then I've got to learn it again, and it's really hard. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to bite the bullet and go, this is the relearning this game day. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. you just got to relearn. Yeah, pop them back up to the top of the pile and, and yeah. play through them a few times before they uh, yeah. they rotate out again. But yeah, it's it was nice to get it out, because it is a really good game. It is. Um, the components are lovely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, 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 it's just number go up the game. The, 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 the theming on it is it's almost... Negligible. It's one of the drier abstractions that we've experienced, yeah. and like, which is a shame because it's a great game. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's I wouldn't want too many games that were this dry of an abstraction. Yes, I'm oh, I, I'm happy with this one because it's the dry abstraction one. Yeah, and I think that is the only truly dry abstraction one we've got. Like Brass Birmingham is 
very, very thematic. It, it, it is. It, it's on that spectrum. Yes. It's on the spectrum of this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we don't have Bross Lancashire, so we don't have to worry too much about that. But <laughs> yeah, I think that is probably the, the driest game we have. Quite possibly. But yeah. Uh, what else have you played? Uh, we also played another thing that's like nine or ten feet over there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we yeah. should probably talk about that. I think people yeah. are probably really excited to hear about it. Yeah. Uh, we played a board game called Red Rising. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that went back upstairs. Yeah. Oh, that's back upstairs. Yeah, uh, yeah Red Rising. Um, yeah. This it's is based on a series of books we've never read. It, indeed, I'm sure if you've read those, you'll go, "Oh, that's cool." We, we don't know. Uh, it is a game about trying to have the best high value hand of cards possible when the game ends. Mm-hmm. You have cards in your hand that will usually do a thing when played, but also do a thing when they're in your hand as a point scorer, and it might be. Uh, it's worth this many points generally, but it's worth extra points if you've also got this card, or if you've only oh. got uh, orange and pink cards in your hand, or if you, uh, like one I had last game, if every card in your hand has a d- starts with a different letter of the alphabet, it's worth bonus points. Mm. And you are basically trying to... You're trying to do two things. You are trying to make sure that you have a hand of things where you're fulfilling your own bonus point conditions... Uh, to, to be worth as many points as possible, mm-hmm. but also playing things onto the board to get resources that will get you bonus points, but also move you toward the end of the game and position you to be the one that ends the game when you're in a winning position. Yes, yeah, so there's like, basically, depending on where you put a, or pick a card up from, so you put a card down, then you pick one up. Yep. And wherever you pick one up from, you get to do a particular action. You might get to move along this little fleet track. You might get to put cubes into the Institute. And uh, you might get to uh, pick up uh, hydrogen tokens. Yes, not, not rubies. Or you might get to pick up uh, the Sovereign, which is... It's, many cards interact with the Sovereign. Yeah, it, it's worth 10 points at the end of the game. And everyone has like a, a faction ability that activates when they take the Sovereign token. Yes. Uh, but the other three, I think, are the more interesting ones in that they're all worth points in some regard. Like, the fleet track, the further up you are on it, the more points it's worth. Uh, the uh, reputation track, is that what's called? The influence? Uh, the uh, institute. Institute. Uh, if you have the most cubes there, your cubes are worth more points. Yes, they're worth four each as opposed to two or one each. Uh, yep. Uh, but And the, the, the hydrogen's worth a certain number of points. They're worth three each. Yep. Uh, but each of those tracks, once all three tracks have gone above seven, uh, or one person's gone above seven on two different tracks, the end of that round the game ends. So you can sort of see the end point of like where the game will stop. Mm-hmm. And it's a game of like balancing right up to the line of when I think I have the perfect hand, I could just put one thing down and that will end the game right when I have what I want. Yeah. Uh, and trying to have that sort of positioning. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating... Especially if you haven't played it enough to learn most of the combinations, I think yeah. it would be hard because there's like two hundred and thirty odd cards in that deck. Yeah, there's I'm the 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 faction that I did really well with this time was one that I hadn't really realized was good until this game. Yeah, this like, was what you playing the black faction mostly. Ah, uh, the grey was oh, the, the one was my big my big point scorer. Uh, grey cards uh, get a bunch of bonus points. For uh, there'll be a couple of colours denoted at the bottom, and every card of that colour out on the board gets your bonus points at the end. Mm-hmm. So you are incentivized to drag the game on and get as many cards out on the table as possible, so that those points just become super val. Those cards become super valuable. Yeah. 
Which um, was great, because I was trying to do a thing where I got a couple of particular things out of the deck. And yeah. funnily enough, I got one of the things I needed out of the deck, and you immediately snaffled <laughs> it. Not because I knew you needed it, it just fit just like, oh, that's a gold one, that'll do. It was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a fun little puzzle of trying to navigate to things you want that are mm. out on the table, but maybe not in convenient positions. Yeah. Digging for things that you want, and like trying to come up with a strategy from what happens to be available. Yeah. It's it's fascinating. I would like to see this in larger numbers. This feels like if if any if ever there was a board game that you could put money on, Ooh. this feels like the kind of thing you could turn into like a, a like a Texas Hold'em. Oh yeah. Advance. I I like, f- yeah. I feel like if you waited until like the the final round had finished and no one reveals their hands yet, and that's when you do the betting on how good of a hand you think you have. You can probably work out some like, sort of like the first time somebody gets one of the um one of the milestones. Yeah, each time someone hit yeah, each time one of the milestones hit seven. Yeah, and you, then before yeah, final score. You can try you can raise you can you know, go in and raise if you like. Yeah. Oh, I could see that. I could see that being just like fucking wild. It it would be chaotic. Yeah, especially considering we've you know we've got a lot of poker chips. So yeah, we, we, you, there could be a, a fun mm-hmm. evening of uh, of uh, like overall winning on multiple hands of that. Yeah, but and uh, of all the games we've got, that definitely feels the most that sort of suitable game. But yeah. um, yeah, I enjoy it. It's I maybe I would get more out of it if I had read the books. Uh, uh, and it, understood the concept, but the, the artwork's nice. The co- it's very colourful. It's it, it. Every time we go through it, I'm like, these characters are fascinating. I love all the artwork of them. They're, they're, they're fascinating characters I know nothing about. Yeah. All, all I know is that Jamie Stegmaier, who who created it, um, of Stonemaier Games, was like, I have always wanted to make a game based on this series, and I pushed and pushed and pushed to got the get the rights, and I finally got the rights, and now I've made the game. Yay! Yay! It's <laughs> a very happy little oh. bean about that. Uh, what else? What else? What else um, has been played? Well, I mean, there's that thing over there. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that was very exciting. I mean, over the other side of the room, sort of near the telly. Yeah, I was, I was thrilled by that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I was, you know, I had wanted this for so long. Yeah, and then, you know, well, why don't we, why we don't got you a tell copy? us about it? We can talk about Hive Pocket yeah, Edition. Let's talk about Hive Pocket Edition. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I this is a game I I heard about a while ago. It is a boardless board game. Yeah. Um. It was invented, I think, sometime around the very early 2000s, mm-hmm. and it's uh, Imagine Chess, but with hexagonal pieces. Yeah. And they're all bugs. Yeah. Rather, rather than played on a board, you play by placing things in proximity to other pieces already out. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, It's really simple to teach. The base game features, uh, I think, like five different types of pieces. Yeah. You've got the queen bee that yes. can only move one space around the edge uh, per movement. And that is the one you need to sort of imperil in yeah. order to win the game. You need to surround it on all of its sides. Uh, doesn't matter whether it's your pieces or the opponent's, but it's got to be surrounded on all sides. Oh, yes. Um, there is the ant that can move around the edges as far as it would like. Yep. You've got the uh, ladybird who can move up onto the hive. Across two spaces and then down yep, into a different that's position. that's one of the expansion pieces, I think. Uh, oh, yeah, sorry. Yep. Yes. Uh, the grasshopper? Yep, there's the grasshopper. straight across. Yep, uh, leap all the way directly over to the opposite side. In one straight line. Uh, there is the, the beetle. The beetle who can hop onto the top of the hive and, and stop things from moving. Yeah, lock pieces in place, which oh, is yes. really pivotal. Um, uh, which other ones are in the base one? Spider? 
Uh, the spider? Spider which can move three places. Exactly three Exactly three exactly spaces. Exactly three places. No more, no less. No more, no less. Uh, and then I think the other expansion piece is the mosquito. Yes, which can steal the actions of something it's adjacent to. Yes. Uh, but it, the, the rules are really simple. It's uh, with it, uh, when you put a new piece down on the board, you have to put it, you know, placing, uh, uh, touching one of your pieces that's already and out none of and not touching anyone else's pieces. Yes. Um, you can either place a piece down on the board or move a piece. That's your turn. Yep. They have their movement rules. You're purely trying to box in the, uh, the, the other team's queen bee if you can. Yeah. Um, I understand the comparisons to chess in that it is, it is very much a game of, thinking a few steps ahead on how to move your pieces that have unique movement rules mm. to create a position where the opposing ruling piece is 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 unable to escape. Yes. You're basically trying to tr- checkmate a piece by surrounding it fully. Yes, and we're still learning this. We've played this uh, like a couple of weekends yeah. now. Um the, like the first we've had many games that have been like quite over in like a, a minute or two. Yeah. And I think that is still sort of learning yeah. how things move, we what had, things do. We had one real intense game that it went was back so and, crunchy. We had one that went back and forth for a while, where both of us had all but one space surrounding the other team's queen bee. Yes. Uh, but because of, like, there's a movement rule where you can't slide a piece into a space if you would have to move pieces out the way to get it in. Yes. Like, even if there is a space for it to fit, if it can't, like naturally go around the edges to get into that space it can't get into that space and that necessitated the puzzle of trying to work out how to either move someone else's piece out the way or like move the goalposts of where you were trying to surround in order to create the opening you needed indeed it was a really interesting dance of a lot of like Please don't notice the moment that I move one of my pieces out of the way and make myself vulnerable so I can go in for the attack. Yeah, that that, that was fascinating because it got properly brain-melting towards yeah. the end. But we, we were both very fixated on each other's teams and it just so happened that... I, I w- completely missed an opportunity yeah. to escape. I Yeah, you were too worried about me escaping and didn't notice your own opportunity yeah. to escape. But that's the thing is you've got to like, you've got to work out when your moment to run is. Oh, yeah. It's 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 got potential to be really crunchy, and I think like the more of it we play, the more I will get my head around like the logic of how to do things yes. and to how to have a good crunchy game. Yes, I yeah, I am really enjoying it so far. I am looking forward to getting um, like a better understanding of it, and and like, the the rule book is really simple, but I feel like in its simplicity, it kind of it doesn't give enough examples of how some things are done. Yeah. And I think I need that from a board game these days. Yeah. And um so yeah, I've been like looking up um like ta- tournament rulings and and stuff and like how examples of how moves are done. The the rule b- the very simple rule book is great for not overwhelming you and getting you just jumping in and playing. Yes. But I definitely agree that like once you've played a few games, it's like okay, you're less intimidated. Here's some more info. Yeah, and and you know, there's a couple, there's many sources online for like things like understanding the tournament rulings of uh, tournament rulings. Is you can't put the queen down in the first move. You have yeah. to put it down. Still have to put it down by by turn four. Yeah, or within your fourth turn. That and that's fine. But apparently, that it stops like regular tiebreaks slash draws happening. Really appreciated that. 
I think, actually, I think that might actually be mostly it. Oh, the other rule that I think we missed originally was that you can't move any pieces until the queen is down. Mm. So you can put things down, but you can't move anything until the queen is also down. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like, I am really enjoying it so far. Uh, the only um, expansion that isn't in the, the set we got, because I didn't know that you could even get the expansions for Pocket Edition. Yeah. Um, and I kind of put it off because I didn't know if you would play with me, because it's... You should have asked. Well, I don't know. We we have weirdness about certain types of games. I'll try playing anything. Yeah, but I didn't want to spend money on it if it was going to be a... I've said for a long time I will play chess with you. I know. And we've never played chess. Indeed, I always say. And (laughs) then you're like, yeah, but I don't know. (laughs) Um, But yes, um, Mum got us this. Yes. This was... Mum, out of the blue, got us a game that you'd been really excited to try. Yeah. And then you told her that I'd been really excited to try yeah. and she was dubious. Yeah, I was like, no, I'm, I'm being, I'm being <laughs> genuine. <laughs> no, I have wanted this for ages. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been good to give it a try. Um, you can apparently order the pill bug. I have ordered the pill bug. Mm. The pill bug lets you move other pieces. Ooh. So you can, like, send things away. How to make it go away. Mm, interesting. Mm, yes. I can already see the utility. Yes. The utility of my futility. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, oh. um, but I'm really enjoying life so far, and we yeah. will report back once we have got good at it. Yeah. Learn some stats. Oh. What, what about you? What have you I played? mean, we could talk about the big thing over there. Oh, the big thing? Yeah. The, the big one. The big one. Yeah we, yeah. we finally got it. Yeah. Finally yeah. got there. It's been a while. We've yeah. been waiting yeah. for it, but yeah. now we've yeah. got... Uh, so we played the vignette from Final Girl, uh, season two. We've, we played with the zombies. We played with the zombies, the uh, terror from below vignette. Yes. So we've been talking about Final Girl the last few weeks. It's that play through a little uh, horror movie. Uh, Solo card tablet. Yeah, but we've been playing it as a co-op. Yeah. Uh, the zombies don't have their own map. No. So we played in the uh, the space map, which I haven't yes, tried yet. The, the, uh, um, the Into the Void map, the USS yeah. Conrad. From yes. The, uh, usually supposed to be for the Xenomorph, but or, or it comes with the Xenomorph. Yeah. Um, but we, we did zombies on a space station. Yes. Uh, they kept appearing the escape pods, which was very unfortunate. Yes, yes. Um, so the zombies, their whole deal is if more than three of them are in a space together, they become a horde. Yes. And... Anytime more zombies enter that space, the horde gets stronger. Yes. And if there's more than three hordes at once, you lose. Yep. And we lost that first game real fucking quickly. Yes. Uh, we underestimated how quickly they could uh, propagate. Yes. We're in space. Could... Where were they coming from? How were they getting in through the escape pods? That's what <laughs> I want to know. Um, yeah, I kind of want to see whatever that movie was. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, that that I think we got like four turns into that, and we were just completely overrun. We we just had a string of bad luck we that uh, that really ruined us. But we we tried it again. Yeah, and we reset. We and and like prop fully reset. We checked. We did like new setup, um, new event cards, reshuffled all the terror deck, and um, yeah. I think gave ourselves a different um, final health token as well. Yeah. So we as much different yeah. while still keeping the same. Map and killer. Yes. So we 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 played through that a second time where we basically were a lot more like on it about taking out zombies early on to yes. like stop having huge numbers of hordes early on. Oh yes. Uh we 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 found uh essentially Newt from the, the yeah. Aliens films. Uh and and sort of ran around together saving people. Yes, we actually kept hold of a, a survivor before yeah. pinging them out the airlock. Um and we 
basically collected a bunch of key cards to blow the air to, to do the self-destruct and run away to safety yeah. before the ship exploded. And that was a really fun mechanic. Yeah. It was a neat mechanic to like collect up these things and get our resource and go, have we got enough running energy? Have we got enough stuff to mitigate? Cool, are we definitely ready? Self-destruct, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, and that I think that really worked with the zombies because they're slow enough that you can like get to the escape pod yeah. and that's fine. They're aimlessly shambling enough that you have some like room to work around them a bit. Yeah, because with the uh, xenomorph, I can't remember what it's actually called, but the the, the xenomorph, the xenomorph, um, it gets really fast. Mm. So the concept of okay, I've uh, set the thing to detonate. I've run to the exits, and that's the end of my turn. Now there's, like, one more countdown time, because you've got two turns to get to the exit. In that time, potentially the Xenomorph is in the escape pod with you, and at which point I think you lose automatically. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, it was it was fun trying uh, a, a homeless uh, um, killer... With with um, with a, just a random map. Yeah, it was fun to see how the tones meshed together and to imagine the resulting thing we were going through. Yeah, because this uh, scenario and law book for season two includes um, basically missions for playing through the every single movie or every single location with every single monster. Ah. And like what, like it gives you like specific setup cards, tells you specific terror cards that need to be in the deck. Yeah, like you still shuffle them, but like you know that those particular bad things are going to be in there. Yeah, and that's quite fascinating. But yeah, yeah, we've now played through the entire box set, and I think that's really yeah. cool. And I still think there is an awful lot to play through. Indeed, because there's still three final girls we haven't opened yeah. the envelopes. And for I, yet. I still haven't faced the xenomorph. You still haven't faced the xenomorph. Yeah, maybe we could take the xenomorph to the enchanted woods or something. Ah, <laughs> oh. well, and oh. uh, have you played anything else? I mean, I have been playing some Zelda on my Switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've been, it. I've been playing Age of Calamity. Oh, I've been playing that as well. Yeah, Big fan you, of that. How are you getting on with your replay of Age of Calamity? Um, it's yeah, I, I'm. I'm taking it a bit easier, and yeah. I'm doing things a bit differently. I think it helped that quite recently I unlocked the ability to have chests display on the map. Yeah. So I've been sort of going back through the chapters, <laughs> which has been, A, helping me get all the things from the chests. Yeah. I found a couple of extra Koroks while I'm there, and then on top of that I've been getting, like... The mobbling contracts and things like that that I need yeah. to unlock a bunch of things because a lot of stuff is like, yeah, you're gonna need like 25 mobbling things. It's like I need to kill a lot of moblins. Where which of the moblin things? And frankly, the the sensor thing the is sh- not helpful. The Sheikah sensor is helpful sometimes for certain materials, but a lot of the time it just doesn't point you at the thing you need. I can't tell if it's trying to tell you where to find everything, all six items or whatever it is. Yeah. Or if it's just trying to tell you the things that you still need from that I research. I think it's just trying to tell you the things you still need from the research, or at least I think that's how it's meant to work. Well, I'd hope so, but it just doesn't seem to do that properly at all. Yeah. Like the number of times I've been into things like, cool, yeah, I need roast chicken still from this thing. I'll go and do this thing. Nope, I didn't get it. I've played through it twice now. That's quite a hard mission. This is beginning to yeah. seem completely pointless. So I've just been kind of leveling up a bit, doing a little bit of grinding and then going back in and doing like the next thing that opens up 
your first pass reward gets you ten roast chickens. Cool, that's at least halfway to getting the thing I yeah. wanted to get to get better heart recovery or whatever. Yeah, it's it's not always terribly well signposted. And also you pointed out there was DLC that I didn't even know about. Yeah, there's DLC. I picked up the DLC. I've, I have now had a chance to play as the tiny robot. Yeah. And um, start doing some of the unlocking for Robbie and Pura. Yeah. Uh, my favourite thing in that DLC that I think should just be a thing in the Zelda series going forward is Link having the Electro Cyber Nunchucks. I haven't unlocked those yet. Oh, they're cool. So... Uh, they can attack at a bit of a range, you sort of wield around these sort of cyber nunchucks, but they can also steal weapons from enemies, oh, cool. and then you can briefly wield a, like, energy form of that weapon, and they will control, like, that weapon type, but it'll do more damage than most, like, base weapons, nice. and break through enemy shields more. Cool. So you're doing a lot of, like, it's not good when you're one-on-one -on -one against an, uh, a boss, because you can't steal boss weapons, no. but if there's minions around, you can just grab a minion weapon and start, like, swinging it around doing cool shit. Nice. Um, you can also do Zelda on a motorbike. Which cool. Is fucking cool. Nice. Just, just motorcycle Zelda. The Zelda Cycle Zero. Cycle Zero. Yeah. Hell there's, yeah. there's multiple Master Cycle Zeros for Zelda, Ooh. which are cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have finished the story mode. Oh, wow. I am. Oh, wait, like, hang on. Yes. Finished story yeah. mode. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff I still haven't done. Like, I'm still trying to get all of the, um, the components for yes. the robot components. Same. There's a bunch of, bunch of missions I still haven't done that I'm trying to unlock. Yeah. And, I, I don't know how much more I'm going to do, but I like having it here now to just chip away at. Yes. Uh, I think I got a bit overwhelmed because, again, that was another thing I played through all the story mode stuff quite quickly. Yeah. I, I got to the end of that. I think I was surprised by how quickly I got to the end of that. Yeah. Especially compared to Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition, <laughs> yes. which I'd played, what, a year or two beforehand? Yeah. So it was. I was, like, very excited to play it because I enjoyed that, like feeling super powerful just cutting <laughs> yes. down hordes of enemies type thing but weirdly like once you get post post story modes it you do not feel nearly as powerful most of the time yeah because you're fighting things like fight three lionels in an in a contained room <laughs> or yeah fight like hinox after hinox after hinox honestly a lot of it I've just been going back and doing older like missions just to feel powerful still. Yeah, I mean, stuff. I've been doing that mostly because I'm I'm now picking up the um the chests really easily. Yeah. I'm hoping eventually there will be a like now we're gonna show you where the Koroks are on, on the thing. Yeah. Hopefully that will unlock at some point. I um, don't know if that, even if that is yeah. a thing, but I, I'm enjoying chipping away at it. It's been a nice time filler. Yeah, it's been I like did you fully yeah. start over from scratch? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I didn't. I was just like, I'm just enjoying, yeah. like, chipping away slowly at the bit more I had. Um, I will say, going through the story of this again from scratch, I genuinely really like what this does for, like, fleshing out the characters from Breath of the Wild. Yes. In ways that, like, I feel like I have so much better of an understanding of these characters and their, like, interactions and what they are like as people mm. and what motivates them. I've got so much better of an idea of it from this, even if it's weird fan fiction side story uh, in places. I, j I really like what it does for fleshing them out as people. Do you know how much oversight like Nintendo had over this? Uh, my understanding is Nintendo were very, like, in the room with them the whole time. Okay, so although it's not canon, it's not, like, my beyond the pale. Yeah, my, my understanding is nothing gets 
thumbsed up unless Nintendo's okay with it in okay. this. Like the reason uh, apparently yeah, it helps that it's been yeah. to a different timeline. So. Yeah. So what what I will say about like Nintendo's level of oversight on this is apparently six months of development was getting the grass to look right. Well. Because Nintendo was like, if it doesn't look like Breath of the Wild grass properly, no. Like we're not putting it out unless it unless it looks like Breath of the Wild. I mean, it does look very much yeah. like Breath of the Wild. Like Nintendo was like, if you're if you're doing this with our property, mm. y- it doesn't it doesn't happen in that unless we're happy with it. Okay. Well, I mean, the main thing was like I think for me and and a lot of people I know not you so much, but I'd really felt like I didn't get enough interaction with the champions and a lot of the people. And and the, the the big story of Breath of the Wild had already happened. I yeah I agree with you on this. And I, for, yeah. for Age of Calamity, it was like, hey, we're actually going to give you like a fuck of a lot of story. Like uh, yeah. the the um the jealousy of of uh, Rivali right. with um with Link and like it's, all that stuff, well, it, gathering the the champions yeah. together. The attempted assassination yeah. of Zelda. I I'll say this: even when you look at stuff like um. People have been speculating about um, Teba's kid stepping up as a champion in Tears of the Kingdom because of stuff in trailers, and we went. I went back and played Breath of the Wild, and was like, "Oh yeah, there's little hints about that in Breath of the Wild mm. that sort of suggest where that 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 might be the case." And then you play Age of Calamity, and there's an entire mission where uh, Teba's kid is having a conversation with Rivali mm. about, "I just want to be like you someday." I just like like very clearly setting up like the. I want to be a hero and, like, rise into the steps of the champion. Teba's kid uses Rivali's Gale. Teba can't even use that. Mm. Like, it sets up Teba's kid being more talented as a champion than his father in a way that Breath of the Wild doesn't. Nope. Like, there's shit in this where I'm like, you set up what might be coming next better here. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I really enjoy it in... In so many ways, but I I think the story I think they did a great job with it. Yeah, agreed. Um, yeah, I'm I'm curious to see if any of that will be brought over because I've seen a few like uh, Tears of the Kingdom theory videos recently where people have been yeah. like, this weapon that was okay. We'll be honest, it was in Age of Calamity, so <laughs> probably not canon. But also, it kind of looks a bit like the horns from. Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> my my favorite thing I've seen pe- people pointing out about uh, Tears of the Kingdom is the blacksmith uh, shop has literally a button called Fuse Weapon that you use to uh, combine yeah. weapons to make them stronger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Age of Calamity really, really uh, <laughs> set some stuff How up. How much of that stuff was already on the table by the time I, Age of Calamity I, came out? There is a bit of me that wonders, like, did Nintendo know? <laughs> uh, oh, weapon fusion. That's yeah, a good way we'll to just, make weapons we'll stronger. That. Oh, no, it's not canon. None of it's canon. Yeah. <laughs> Look, for a thing that's not technically canon, I genuinely think it does, like, a better job of its story than Breath of the yes. Wild. In that... Things are happening to you in real time, and you get a lot more of the characters. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, who knows what we'll see in Tears of Who knows? Who knows? Not us. We don't know. No, we definitely don't know. Have you played anything else? Oh, well, well, well I think that's everything. I think that's everything. Uh, I think that's probably everything. Is, is that everything? You yeah, think? I think that's probably everything. Oh, uh, well, maybe we'll have, you know, next week we'll have things to talk about maybe that we've played. Maybe, maybe the week after. Well, maybe. definitely the week after. Yeah, oh, who mm. knows? Mm. Who, who, who knows? Mm. Wink. Wink. Well then. Time for this. this. I need your help, Jane. Okay. Okay, I'm I'm struggling, so oh, okay. I 
Do you need a blankie? Uh, no, no, I'm do- I'm, I'm all right. Oh, no, I'm okay. I'm okay. You're, you're I, stuffy. No, I'm, I'm all good. But do you need to be left alone? No, 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 no. Let me tell you. I, okay. I, I want to do a Twitch stream. Right. And I've got to... I mean, it's usually yeah. that you do this. Yeah, but... but Not on a Tuesday. I, I've got a game I want to be streaming. But right. the problem is, is that... You know, without being too specific, right. I'm worried that if I stream it, um, I might get in trouble for streaming it before I'm supposed to. Right. So I, I've been trying to come up with a name for my stream that, like, people will get it what I'm playing. Right. But that, like, Nintendo isn't, uh, the developer isn't going to go like, oh, that's just the name of the game. We've got to shut your stream down. So Shindo the the Minish. Uh, I, I was thinking like. What, what if I called the stream Forest Teen Skydives to Save Royal Daughter Simulator? Oh, okay, yeah. That... yeah you, you see my, my, th- my thought process? I don't know what you're on about, but that doesn't sound like a thing I know. Oh, exactly. Um, okay, how, how, how about this? Would, is this a stream you would click on that definitely doesn't sound like anything particular? Uh, gluing a sword to a bigger sword tutorial. Hmm. Are you going to glue my master sword to your... I don't know what your game uh, sword is from. Uh, it's the one from Sword Art Online, I think. Oh, okay. The, yeah, the, the turquoise sword. Yeah, no, 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 no. Um, it, it's that would be gluing a sword to a large. That would sword. be gluing a sword to a, sword, to a different sword. Okay, okay. What if I called the stream "How to Make Your Own Car"? Green Ooh. goo and magic hand required. Oh, uh, I, mean, I, 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 yeah, I'm actually very curious. How much goo is there? Um, I and mean, is it body safe? Uh, I mean, I. I do I have to make the car, and can I just enjoy the goo? Uh, as far as I'm aware, you can't directly use the goo on people. Aww. you, you got to use it on, on the car materials. Foiled again. Right. Um, okay, maybe I'm being a bit too like vague about it. Maybe I should call my stream Saving Blybull from Schmanendorf. Is that a Trump thing? No. Does it sound no. like libel in there? No. The Schmeischmull. Schmeischmull. Schmeischmull from Schmannendorf. Schmannendorf. Yeah. Is this you... the handbags thing? The handbags thing? Yeah. Like, is, wasn't there a, like a whole controversy around fake handbags or? Uh, yeah, yeah. Look, as as long as a certain developer's lawyers assume that that's what's going uh, okay. on, then I'm probably fine. Gonna go save Schmeischmull from Schmannendorf. Yes. <laughs> Hi, welcome to the show. This week we've got all the best predictions for the latest upcoming Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, uh, we do, we do we indeed. So we've got all the hot gossip, all the best ideas and all the current theories from people like you and people like us. We've got the theories. So why don't you tell us what, what's the first theory we've got this week? Well, the first theory we've got is that... uh. The game will be uh, returning to the gameplay style of Link's crossbow training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it'll be like first person oh, horseback yeah. riding and yeah. you will need one of those plastic uh, gun controllers. Oh, indeed. No more 3D open world third person sword combat. It's all horseback crossbow bolts. That's my that's my prediction number one. That is the latest theory, Jan. I think you are probably absolutely definitely right there. Uh, I've also been uh, hearing that it will be uh, bringing back a lot of the features of Wand of Gamelon. Oh yes, I've heard the same. Um, they that brought classic two D uh, uh, animation style for the cutscenes. Yeah. That's going to be amazing. Uh, yeah, they brought back the original voice cast for Wand of Gamelon for this one. So. Yeah, and they will be using exactly the same kinds of cadence. Exactly, exactly. Of Hyrule. Ah. Uh, uh, well, 
excuse me, other host. Okay, your excuse? No, it was a reference. Oh, oh, yes. Oh. In, in that, they will also be bringing back the cartoon. For, for There'll be a new Tears of the Kingdom cartoon coming. Link will have black hair again and will be asking to be excused at all possible moments. Exactly. Excuse you, other host. Oh, What's yeah, your oh. next prediction? Well, uh, I've, I've, I've been hearing that uh, one of the major side quests in the game is actually going to be bringing back the gameplay of Tingle's Rosy Rupee Adventure. Amazing. Now, I haven't had a chance to play that one. Is that that? I understand that's something to do with Tingle's family and dating. Well, a little bit. It's um, it's a little bit of a slightly weird dating sim, right? Qu- kind of. Um, it's. I'm gonna be honest. It's a bit of a weird one. Yeah, well, I you mean, should that's... probably brace for this. Brace for the weirdness of 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 Tingle. That spandex wearing and the the big smooching. Lots of smooching. I understand. Yeah, and yep, strange I... old men in. Weird clothing. Indeed. Be ready for a 30-hour side quest just dedicated to that. So make sure you get all of the rosiest rupees, or rubies, depending on how how Wand of Gamelon we're going. Let's find out together. We'll be back next week with uh, proof of all of our predictions. You'll find they're all coming true probably next week when we'll maybe have a review copy. So, what have you put in your eyes? Ah, there's mainly one thing we've put in our eyes this week. Is it three seasons of The Good Place? Yeah, we, we've been three seasons of The Good Place. Yeah. Which, granted, each season's like maybe four hours long for a whole season. So like, that's not that. That's a good length of season. Yeah. Uh, so we've, we've talked about The Good Place before. Long, uh, long ago, back in <laughs> 2019. Yeah. So um, The Good Place, if you've not seen it, we'll talk about it in the vague terms first, is a show that we originally watched when, like, as it was airing just as the first season was ending. Yes. Um, and it is a show that is, uh, the premise is, hey, this woman's gotten, uh, has died, and she's in the afterlife, she's told, hey, it's all right, you got it, you're in the good place. And then she gets told about all the things she did in her life to get to the good place, and she's like... That is not me. That's not me you're talking about, I did not do any of that humanitarian shit. Um, I'm not meant to be here, I don't want to get caught. And her less, her attempts to learn to be a better person... In order to earn her place in the good place. While occasionally there are little glitches, which yeah. seem to be because she's not supposed to be there. Yeah. Um, and... And the people she meets along the way. Yes. Now, if you've never seen The Good Place before, listen to no other conversation we say about it. Um, like, can we, can we, like, put a timestamp in the notes or something for people as to where to skip past skip if they... Forward. Two minutes. Yeah, skip forward like... I will time two minutes from here. Okay. Cool. Okay. Yeah, so The Good Place is fantastic. For those of you who've, like, watched it already, you know that, like, the twist at the end of season one is fantastic Mm -hmm. and recontextualizes shit, but, like... And you're like, what's gonna happen? I... What I really like watching this, like, in... in, Watching it back now is how condensed they make this. There is no filler. Like... Every idea that you think they're going to stretch out to a whole season, they're just like, no, we'll do like two or three episodes and then move on. Sometimes not even that. It's like, that's half an episode. Yeah. Like, I love how quickly they get you over the notion that they're just going to do, they're trapped in the good place and have to, uh, the bad place and have to realize they're they're in the bad place. Shtick again. Yes. They get past that so quickly. Yes. Yeah. And then all the things that they sort of mentioned during season one or do a version of. Yeah. That turns out to be other stuff later in later seasons. Yeah. I think, I think they do a good job of making season two be the, 
we're in the cycle, we've got to break out of the cycle, and we've got to, like, get away from this premise. Yeah. Um, but, like, season three, going to Earth, it is stuff with, with the judge, uh, setting up the, the new, the new good place with the new people, mm-hmm. trying to make other people a better, a better people on Earth, because they can't get into the good place yes. anymore. Meeting that one person who was supposed to be, like, the, yeah. the person who nearly understood the universe. Yeah, going to the accountants and understanding, like, the fundamental flaws with our reality and how, uh, humanity is being judged. They do so much and don't make it feel rushed. Yeah. Like, I am so impressed with how clear and concise and, like, laser-focused it is on what it's doing. I also like that on a second watching, it doesn't suffer for being, like, watched, like, binged. Yes. Because some series is like, no, you really need a little bit of a gap between so you can have that sit and chat and ponder over what's happening. Yeah. This is just fine just going, oh, oh, God, another season's over. Missed that. Yeah, it it flows really well as, like, one continuous thing. Yes. Yeah. That show, like, really picks up its pace, like, once it hits that third season of, like, we are going to deal with philosophical topics, but also, like, we've got a big grand plan. Let's just go. How are we doing with our time? We've got to stop soon. Okay. Oh, The Good Place is so good on a rewatch. Yeah. Well, if we've had our two minutes, I think. Probably. Yeah. If you skipped past those two minutes. Welcome back. uh, Welcome back. Yeah. Don't don't learn anything about this. Trust us. Go watch season one. If you finish season one and are not hooked, then, you know, not not for you. That's four hours you spent. Oh, well. Also, if you Uh, think you've had it spoiled for you, probably give it a go anyway. Yeah. It's, 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 it's sweet, it's charming, yeah. it's and fascinating. E- it's even if you know where it's going, that first season is still really interesting with that information. Mm-hmm. Um, but God, it's such a good show. Oh, yes. It's, there's not been a bad episode. It's just hit just after hit. Bus. Just, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, what have you been watching this week? Uh, I watched a documentary called Jeff Wayne's War of the Worlds. Albums that changed music on the Produce Like a Pro channel on YouTube. Ooh. It is a 45 minute documentary about the making of Jeff Wayne's War of the Worlds musical as it was many, 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 many years ago. Like how revolutionary it was at the time. The fact that it, I didn't realise it had stayed in the UK charts for like 300 plus weeks. Yeah, yeah, people real, real fucking liked it. Um, yeah. Uh, like just the the way that the technology they were using, mm. they like the somebody like came to them right at the beginning and went, "Hey, we've got this device. It's it's new. It's like a prototype, but we've got one. It'll link to um tape machines together. So if you've got like a twenty four track tape machine, we can connect them together, and you could have like a forty eight track tape machine. So that seemed like a fascinating idea, and then it kept breaking." And they lost months of time trying to, to fix it, but no one knew how to fix it. They just had to kind of work it out for themselves. Oops. The, like, completely running out of money and going, hey, we can stop this now, I guess, because I can't afford to pay you right now or anyone. Or we can bet the farm and see how far we can push it. Absolutely understand. And everyone was like, fucking go for it. Trying to release it and the, the record label being like, mm, can we think about it for six weeks? <laughs> no one's got any money. <laughs> and we bet everything on this. And you're not even telling us if you're going to fucking release it. Because you think it's a bit too much. And too weird. Um, the the way they layered things together. The instruments they used. What sort of choices they made regarding that. 
the fact that Forever Autumn was originally a fucking Lego advert jingle. <laughs> uh, that they they were like, mm, I really like it. Maybe we could get it. No, it ha- all has to be original music. But what if? Yeah, it's it is a fascinating documentary about the creation of uh, of an album that I grew up listening to, but didn't really understand what it was. It was one of those. Hey, child, what can we get you to, to go to bed with quietly and us not have to read you stories for hours? <laughs> Here's Lord of the Rings, uh, the BBC One audio drama on tape. Here's Jeff Wayne's War of the Worlds. Bye! Yeah, yeah, it was, it, it's, it's, it's a good watch if you have any interest in that album. Uh, what about you? What have you watched? Uh, we have been watching some clips on and off, like over dinner and stuff, of mm. uh, Lateral with Tom Scott. Yes, this kept turning up on, on TikTok. Yeah. So we tried to find it on other places. Yeah. See if we could find uh, full full episodes. They seem to exist, but I keep being fed just like five minute clips and yep. being like, yeah. One question. I want yeah. one question. Yeah, so the idea here is it's basically a... Here is a sort of obscure question that you're not going to like know the answer to instantly, but you can sort of puzzle the answer out by like talking as a group and three people collectively trying to just have a conversation and work out what the answer could be. Yes, and they set questions for each other. So. Yeah. Uh, so like a good example question, I think, of, of, of one that I saw recently, like to spoil one question and answer to give a sense of it. Uh, one of the questions was... Um, ah, uh, what's... Two uh, Cokes? Uh, the Two Cokes one's a good one, yeah. Um, uh, there was an advert that was banned in which a child purchases two cans of fizzy drink from a vending machine um, that the, the, they do not intend to drink, then purchases a third can of fizzy drink. Why did the advert get banned? And it, you know, what it's eventually getting to was the advert was banned because they bought two Cokes to stand on top of them to get a Pepsi or to the other way the around. To reach the button to get a Pepsi. Yeah, to, to reach the button they couldn't reach on the vending machine because it was too high to get the Pepsi they I remember wanted. that commercial. Yeah, it was something to that effect. It's those kind of things where it's like, you might not know the event, but you can puzzle out like, okay... Why would someone buy be buying drinks they don't want to yeah. purchase? And the question um, will usually sort of point you in, in sort of directions yeah. if you're the, sort of on the right. They'll lines. leave you to amble for a while and then maybe give you some hits to point toward. Like you might start guessing, like, uh, were they buying them to give to charity? And maybe you're not supposed to show that in advertising. And eventually you wrangle around to they stood on the drinks. Yeah. And, and sometimes it'll be one person will be like, "No, I'm going to stay out of this one because yeah. I know the answer." Yeah, the general theme is if you if you just know the thing, if you're like, "Oh, I remember that advert with just, the two cokes," just you write it you, down. You just write it down. You let the others puzzle it out. Yeah, you, you let them have the uh, the mystery of discovery. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a really fun little format for just like five minute ish. Here's a thing you might not know. QI uh, without the transphobes. Right. Just sort of have a bit of a jokey time trying to work out a weird, obscure thing you might not know. Yes. Um, and, and, uh, and usually with, like, YouTube-type people, content yeah. creators. There's been a couple of times when I've been, like, walking past you listening to TikToks and be like, is that, like, um, Mark Roper or Karen's Puzzles? Yeah. Or- <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a nice, wholesome, just, as you say... QI without some of the transphobes they occasionally get on. I mean, I think some of them are permanent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty, pretty, pretty sure. I mean, I haven't watched QI. Neither in have I in a while. Yes, but, but yeah, yeah. Same general, uh, general concept. Mm. Uh, have you watched anything else? Uh, not really. What about no, you? Same. That that was it. 
Well, no, actually, we, I mean, we we did watch three seasons of The Good Place. We did watch three seasons of The Good Place, but you know, we well, you know we were busy playing things. Yeah, we didn't have time for watching stuff. Yeah, lots 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 of lots of hive. Lots of oh, lots of hive. Oh, so much hive. <laughs> well then, time for this. Hey, Laura. <gasps> we've got a new sponsor. We've got a new sponsor. Yeah. Oh, tell me all about it. Well, do you? Excite for game. I do excite for game. Do you excite for game but not want to have someone just tell you all the things because they've managed uh, to get hold of a street Jake broken copy it, of the game yeah, and they're it, just, just talking about it, it really, weeks beforehand? It really would suck if I was waiting for a release day and someone who was playing it early just told me stuff about it. That just told you all the things. That, yeah. that would really suck. I wouldn't get a chance to find out about it myself because I'd just like open Twitch and be like, oops, they're streaming and now I know who that character is. Yeah, they're, they're just streaming the whole damn game. They I mean, know. for like four minutes before Nintendo. So the, so the developer shuts them down. Yeah, they they know who Richard is. They, uh, know, they know what all that stuff's about. Uh, it's gonna be it's, it's such a spoiler who Richard actually is. Oh, it is. It really <laughs> is. Uh, but not that we know because we've got spoiler specs. Oh, that we do. That spoilerspecs.lol.net automatically filters out visual spoilers from leaked media. Oh, I can click on the Twitch front page and not accidentally get spoiled Just on weird black squares everywhere. Exactly. I don't. I don't need to know. You know that that. You can you can actually fuse the master sword with a banana to make the ultimate weapon in Tears of the Kingdom. I mean, how else will you fight off the Yiger if you don't have yeah, the, the uh, master the, the, bana- the banana sword? Banana. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I look. I wouldn't want to get spoiled about the banana sword. Thankfully, I have the spoiler specs. I mean, what? Or you could maybe like fuse it with a. I don't know, maybe a pumpkin, who knows? Uh, maybe even. Something like that. But what if that's not enough? What if you're worried about people saying things in your ears? Oh, what if I'm You walk- can't see it. What if I'm walking down the street and someone just says a spoiler because they're already playing it? Yeah, what if there's some jerks sitting outside CEX <laughs> with their <laughs> illegally obtained copy of the the new Switch Pro with the <laughs> fancy controllers yeah, just, and such just shouting spoilers just shouting spoilers like is guy gmi wi-fi connectivity and <laughs> web 5.0 and 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 6g and Ooh. and 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 oled oh, 8k you've, screen you've spoiled everything now all of the things that that would have been spoiled if that was the case oh. who knows maybe it is anyway uh if it was and you had the early info ear defenders <gasps> Also available from spoiler specs, .lol.net, then you wouldn't hear that. You'd be like, oh, oh yeah, that person appears to be saying, I'm kind of a jerk a lot. <laughs> they well, seem like a jerk. Yeah, well, putting those two things together, I think I'll get through the next 10 days just fine. That's spoilerspecs.lol.net. Enter the code QNPS25, probably nine. Who knows? I think we all know that I don't know. Uh, yeah, and get a discount on, on your spoiler specs and your early info ear defenders. Inside the boardroom of Supremacy Software. Hi. Hi. So, uh, you know what I'm going to say. We got a problem again. What? I know, I know, I know. Could it not just be a bonus just once? I know, I know. An- We've... Another sacrifice. Well, see, we might have to make a sacrifice because, um... Ah. People, people have gotten their hands on our game early. Really? Yeah. Uh, it, it, it broke street date. Uh, someone sold some copies before they were meant to. And uh, now people have uploaded it online and it's just out there. 
How does this keep happening? I, I don't know. We it, must be the leakiest fucking company in the world. I We must be. I mean, I, look, we are a family. How could someone within the family do this to us? I know, I know. Look, I can't see how anyone would have such a grudge against us. Like, what have we ever done wrong to deserve people, right. you know, not respecting our release dates? Right. We, we pay them. We, we, by legal definition, we do pay them. We do pay them. We, we provide lighting. Yeah. And we tell them that we give them a discount on those energy drinks that, you know, we artificially inflate the prices of. But the problem we have is there are people out there downloading the game and just playing it. What do we, what do we do? How do we punish these people who are just downloading the game rather than giving us money for the game? Um, can we send a private military company like we did last week? I mean, I don't see why we can't. Right. You know, there's no law that says we can't. Well, let's do that then. Well, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a start, but we gotta right. really, we gotta really make an example out of them. Right. Um, okay. Can yeah. we, um, you know, are we still allowed to have, like, gibbets? Could we, you know, maybe, like, line Highway 9 with just, you know, the slowly rotting bodies of people who've uh, stolen our game. I mean, I feel, like, I feel like we might get in trouble for that one. Uh, I, I got a plan. I've been, right. I've been cooking something up. But, right. So, I've been, uh, I've been, I've been getting the, uh, the, the interns to, to whip this together. Right, uh, right. I love whipping we, 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 Oh, exactly. Uh, so I've made a file that looks exactly like our, uh, our video game. Right. Well, okay, I got them to make it. Right, yeah. Uh, you know, if you try and install it onto your console to play it, right. it will make your console uh, literally catch fire. Excellent. It, Excellent. It'll, it'll tell the fan to just, like, go in reverse and, and like, warm it up suck rather than more cool air it down. Yeah. yeah, so suck more heat into the console yeah. until it yeah. catches fire. Because, yeah. you know, if any of them complain about it, we'll go, oh... What made it? Di what What did you load on your console right imminently before it caught fire? You weren't stealing our game, were you? You wouldn't do that, would you? Now? No, because you know you're a good, legitimate citizen. Yeah, exactly. What if there was some way we could um have a file that emits a tone that is enough to rearrange molecules in their home that makes any organic matter within the home turn into illegal narcotics, and then it calls nine one one. I mean, if you can get the if you can get the people downstairs to like work out how to make that work, I'm all for it. You are a fucking genius. I know. So, <gasps> what have you put in your ears? Uh, I put a couple of bits of new music in my ears. Music. Uh, yeah, not a lot, but I listened to a couple mm -hmm. new bits of music. Uh, let, let me find them. I listened to Didn't Have Time to Think by Math, the band. Oh. Uh, the track has a sort of grunge rock vibe to it, but with little bits of synth mixed in. Um, like, it, it veers into something a bit more melodic than grunge in a couple of places, but it's generally got that as its sort of resting place. Mm. About just... Running headfirst at life real fast, not stopping to think or, you know, get too in your own head about it. Uh, the way I, I I put in my notes the, the lyrics, no think, only do. No think, only do. Sometimes just no think, only do. Yeah. Just, just didn't have time to think, just go. Um, I also listened to a song called Here's to Life by, and this is a, uh, a fantastic band name, Bandits of the Acoustic Revolution. Okay. It's a good band name. It's a good um, band name. 
the look, the best way I can describe this track is frantic pirate scar. I'm sold. Right? I I can't tell you anything more other than I listened to some frantic pirate scar and it was a good time. Yes, please. Um, yeah, there's a couple of new bits of music I listened That's to this week stuff. that I thought were, were worth talking about. Mm. What about you? I mean, I made a little tiny bit of music. <gasps> T- tell us about that. I remade Megalovania using the Final Fantasy VI sound font. Yeah, you did, for reasons. <laughs> for reasons. I mean, people probably work out the reason. Uh, I edit videos for, for Sky and for playing Final Fantasy fourteen and goodness knows why I might have brought up Megalovania in Final Fantasy Soundfall. Oh. Anyway, uh, I listened to a bunch of Night Vale because I had some time. I was doing some cleaning. Yeah. I did like four hours of hoovering, but that wasn't uh, any bad reason to stick my headphones on and yeah. listen to like ten episodes of Night Vale. Yeah. So I listened to episodes 109 to 119. I am definitely past the point I've listened to before. I'm, yeah, I yeah. thought I'd got to about 120, but maybe I only just broke the 100 barrier. Yeah, I feel like if I crossed the 100 barrier, I barely did it yeah. before. So like, you're, you're listening to stuff I've never heard, which is how you found out that one of my favourite musical artists, Dessa, wrote an episode of Night Vale. Yes. Like, I know she'd written music that had been, like, the weather on Night yes. before, but I did Quite not early on, know... I seem to remember. Yeah, did not know there was a just a Dessa-written episode of Night Vale. Apparently so. And I'm excited for that. Yeah, I'm going to get there. Yeah. But yeah, um, listen to a lot. A lot has been happening. And I think things did settle out, down a bit after The Man with the Tan Jacket. Because it felt like that took up... that That was being led to for a really long time. And mm. I don't know if this was just like a format change generally with how they wrote the show, because mm. it felt like it went a really long time before any big culminations of things. It was lots yeah. of like one-offs, like, okay, here is the, yeah. here is the glow cloud, here it, is the faceless yeah. old woman that it's, lives in your house. I know it took like 40 plus episodes to get to like the, um, the mayoral election, which I think is like the first big culmination of a thing in the show yeah and like they've obviously been feeding the appearance of Hiram McDaniels at that point uh for a while like nothing really felt like a a really big thing for a long time in and then the one after that I think was the man in the tan jacket which led leads to the first novel yes and then there's like there's a bit of a lull immediately after that Partly due to the fact that they log in, that they, they go hard into the, you don't have to listen to it and it's not like part of the, the series. Yeah. But coming straight back after that going, oh, we all know the thing that happened. We all yeah. know the thing that happened and we've got to thank the man in the town jacket for the thing. It's like, kind of fuck off about that, actually. Yeah. Yeah, um, I get you. So it, it did settle down into like little, little builds to other things. And sometimes, like, multiple builds. Hmm. So you can have just, like, oh, that was just a small payoff to a thing. But also, actually, there's something big. Because I think the one immediately after the man with the tan jacket is the uh, person walking the beagle. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. And obviously, like, is that related to the dog park, maybe? And that's a whole thing. And the return of the uh, miniature city under lane five of the bowling alley. Mm, yeah, and then after that we've had uh, the the coming of Hunter Car, and mm. the d- destruction of Night Vale, the um, money as the sponsor for a yeah. while, and I've just got up as far as Egemony, 
and the barrister, uh, the the barristers, the baristas, <laughs> um, and the, the all the timelines converging, like stuff I had hmm. definitely never encountered before. It's like this. Okay, I'm glad that 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 all that has happened at a fair tick since episode what eighty. I'm guessing because yeah. eighty was was the man with the tan jacket, mm. or or where the where the first book happens. So it doesn't feel too bad. But um, yeah, it's it's been nice getting further into it and finding that it's less you they they haven't like lent too hard into we do other stuff and you could you can check that out and should check that out and oh it's not important but it is or is it oh and then like n- actually needing to 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 read the book to realize that actually it didn't really matter yeah but yeah um i'm in, i'm enjoying it more now that i have broken that barrier and i hope that that continues we seem to be having like a bunch of little mini seasons at the moment there's been a whole thing about um, a new uh, member of the, the town council, mm. uh, which is weird because they're a single-bodied entity. Uh, there's been stuff about like ancient beings and the mm. creation of Night Vale and and weird things around that. So it's 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 been sort of a steady stream of like things are being led up to, things are paying off, and sometimes there are multiple things being led up to. While something else is being paid off, so don't. Mm. It's enough to keep you going rather than just going. Oh, we've plateaued again, mm. and maybe we'll hit another plateau. I don't know. It's it's hard to write fiction for yeah a hundred and something episodes. I think we're now on to like two hundred and twelve. I think just came out. That's that's a lot of story to to write within one setting yes. consistently and ongoing. Yeah, uh, and what five novels at this point? I think. But yeah, I think they've done okay, and and I'm back to enjoying it again, so... Yay! Now, mm. uh, what about you? Have you listened to anything else? No, I think that's it for me. Well then, <gasps> time for this. Hey kids, are you waiting for the new game? Yeah! You're waiting for that new game to release, you'll be really excited to play the new thing, the latest thing, the latest thing in the whole series that you've been wanting to play. Yeah! It's been teased for ages, well, we've got it! Come on down to Street Breaks, we'll break street dates faster than they can even announce these damn things! Plus, if we get in trouble, we'll just rebrand to Street Breaks 2, electric re-release on the street early blue! We can do it all over again, we got physical copies of things that haven't even been announced yet, and we'll ship them today! No, we need a pre-order, by the time we pre-ordered it, we've already sold out, because we've Street Breaks! Broken it, Street Breaks! Yay! I can't wait to play Final Fantasy XX! You don't have to! Yeah! Thank you for coming. I hear you're good at celebrating. Good at parties. I've been known to, to, to celebrate from time to time. I mean, you are the person who brought us combination glitter confetti. I mean, I mean, not to not to toot my own horn, you know. But well, uh, I mean, yeah. that horn would obviously eject a combination glitter confetti. Well, I mean, of course, that goes without saying. So, we were thinking maybe it's time for an even bigger celebration. What mm. what what could we do? I mean, we have here on this table a whole selection of things that are related to celebrating. We've got everything uh, from okay. the very basics down okay. here, like party rings. Okay. We've got like okay. classy eighties one with flavorings yes. and and sugar in, and then we've got th- like the little traditional cone party hats over here. Yum. We've got some of those little blowy things. Though. Okay, okay. I, I've got some ideas. I've got some ideas. I'm sure we can uh, we can start this. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh, uh-huh. What if we put little sh- little party hats on champagne corks? Okay. So when you you open the champagne, 
Uh, the champagne cork flies off, and it also is having a little party as it flies through the air because it has a little party hat on. Wait, we we could put streamers on the back of the cork, so as it flies, it's. <gasps> mm. I and mean, now, now, you're, now you're thinking with with party com- combinations. What if there was a way of having like a little hatch that opens in the side of the cork as it flies, so they've got the 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 confetti glitter dropping out of the cork? <gasps> oh, I mean, look, that goes without saying. That goes without saying. Well, what about this? What about this? Laser lights Uh uh that also are fog machines built in, so they have their own smoke, so the laser's always visible. Excellent. Which also emits glitter confetti, because of course. Naturally. uh, That is also your speaker, so it pulses in time with the music. Excellent. Excellent. Perhaps some kind of drone, so it sort of floats around the room and, and sprays the fog mist glitter confetti champagne cork party hat streamer blowy thing. Cake. Yes, the confetti is cake. Also the confetti is cake. Also the confetti is cake. I think we've done it. I think I think I think we have the ultimate celebration. I, I am ready to dethrone God. I mean I mean we're almost there. Oh. Give it a sparkler. A sparkler. Right in the eye. Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Social justice warriors. Social justice warriors? Yeah. Yeah. Right, Larry. Right, Larry. How you doing? Oh, you know, uh, you know, trying to trying to take things easy a bit. You know, me and my sore bits being very sore, despite the, the weather being a bit nicer. But, oh. uh, you, you doing all right? Oh, doing all right. Doing yeah. all right. Yeah, well, well what have you been uh, pondering, mate? Oh, pondering I've been... I've been uh, paying attention to uh, I think I think it happened today uh, as, as as we're we're talking about it. Oh, right. uh, the uh, the Writers Guild of America, the uh, big big union for uh, like TV and film writers. Oh yeah, yeah. has uh, gone on strike. Good for them. Good for them. It's uh, it's been a long time since they've been on strike. I think the last really? time was it, feels, it doesn't feel like that long. I ago, mean, but... the last major like full work stoppage strike they did was I think like a decade ago. Wow, now, at this point. wow. I've, I've, I've... Oh, I think time just slips by these last as, few years. As it does, as it Old does. Oh, do you get, obviously? Uh, yeah. yeah. But, uh, I've, Don't tell me they haven't had a pay rise since then, no doubt. I mean, uh, ba- barely. Barely yeah, a one. But yeah, a, a lot, sounds about right. Yeah, a lot of their demands are about things like, you know, and these are very reasonable demands, uh, you know, uh, not, not trying to... Uh, uh, get get rid of their ability to earn residuals on the things they've written because you know we're in a streaming era now where uh, oh, stuff yeah, doesn't yeah, get done a lot of reruns. It, a lot of the contracting for that seems to be very TV specific. Yeah, and... it's you make your money on syndication, but syndication doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Really, yeah. Uh, you know, it's on things around uh, stuff like AI and wanting writers to have the right to not have their work fed into an AI to then replace them and write yeah, scripts yeah, on their behalf. Yeah, yeah. You know. The things that are about protecting the, you know, the uh, the ability to make a living from the people who are creatively making the the content, you know. Yeah, it's it's a shame that you know all this is stuff is supposed to make life easier for humanity, but it's being made by such incredibly greedy, selfish bastards that uh, you know it's not going to lead to uh, an age of. Uh, uh, fully automated luxury gay space communism and instead is just going to make some people very very rich while the rest of us rot at the bottom yeah but I've seen some people grumbling about the writer's strike and it's all very it's very very uh, 
it's nonsense to get upset about. Oh, if yeah. People I feel like it's probably yeah. the same arguments we heard a decade ago, it's, undoubtedly. Yeah, it's it basically... The thing I'm excited for, it's going to be delayed. Well, it's, it's, oh, it might be delayed, or the season might be cut to a shorter number of episodes, or uh, they might it's sort of, they might sort of have to rush an ending because writers are going on strike. It's like, okay... You, what you should want is the people making the thing you love to be paid and compensated properly so they don't have to go on strike. Yeah. You know, don't be upset that they're going on strike. Be upset that the uh, the companies that, that uh, you know, they work for will not give a fucking inch. Because if you, like, look into any of this, uh, there have been months and months and months and months of negotiations with yeah. the uh, the unions trying to get any kind of concessions. And these companies, you know, all the big, uh, big uh, companies are just completely stonewalling them, refusing to engage with anything. Yeah. They, uh, they say that are very reasonable small uh, demands. Uh, and, Luckily, you know, there is, America has one place they do have really good unionisation is, uh, is, uh, is in writing. Indeed. And, you know, sometimes a complete work stoppage is the only way you're going to get anywhere because, you yeah. know, eventually, you, w- you know, a work stoppage will lead to the the people at the top, the executives, having no material to put out. Yeah. And that is the the only thing that's gonna hit their bottom line is a complete work stoppage. It's the only way you get them to the table. Yeah, it's 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 sad that, you know I mean, I assume we're gonna see the same things we've seen previously of uh they will farm the writing out to another uh, uh you know people in another country or the uh what was it we i think we had several directors that ended up writing their own scripts for a while completely uh scabbing the uh the writing process uh, yeah. as it would st- normally be and uh you know and or, or getting people to just uh, ad lib lines and and just go through it that way and it it cr- ruins some decent telly because yeah. they, they you know they tried to push around it that way it but, ruins some yeah, films but that because, is not the writer's fault oh no absolutely it is the not. fault of the executives who wouldn't just fucking so short sighted and, yeah, and yeah. so uh, clutching onto the yeah. m- money with, with such you know yeah, oh, yeah. they tanked pro- avarice yeah. the, the people at the top tanked projects that could have been successful because they didn't want to fucking pay people for, properly for their work yeah so and if you ever got angry yeah. about those things remember that yeah. you should be angry at the people at the top and exactly. not the writers who went right yeah. on strike you know you look at something like season two of heroes is the one i always think about where i'm like don't be fucking angry at the at the writers be angry at the people with the purse strings who refuse to fucking pay them yeah absolutely man. <sighs> oh, fancy young mate. oh yeah Yeah, good dog, mate. Good dog. Right, I think we're going to pop the kettle on. Oh, sounds like a plan. Nice, nice. So, Laura. <gasps> yeah. Do stuff that is available to people. Your content is created. I do create content. Tell us about the things. Ah, uh, you can find me at Laura K. Buzz pretty much everywhere. I've got that good unified branding. Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, TikTok, Patreon, that's the one that pays the bills. If you can chuck as little as a dollar a month over there, it really helps this to be a thing that can keep happening. Um, Other than that, June 9th, 2023, that's coming up in like a month, the uh, Access Ability Summer Showcase. It's going to be on YouTube.com slash Laura K Buzz and Twitch.tv slash Laura K Buzz. Tune in to find out about all sorts of video games and their accessibility settings that, that, that might be of interest to you. 
Uh, that's that's going to be available with ASL, BSL, audio descriptions. Check that out. June 9th, 4pm uh, UK, 11am uh, Eastern, 8am Pacific. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be the morning just after Summer Games Fest. Tune in. Um, what about you? Where are you on well, the internet? Me? Well, I don't have unified blanding. Blanding? <laughs> uh, branding. You can find me at uh, linktree, linktree.ee slash janiac, J-A-N-E-I-A-C. I got music, I got t-shirts, I got all sorts of things, I got write- written stuff. Um, there's probably more stuff coming soon in all sorts of veins. Uh, we've got this show, we've got the skits of this show, we have other stuff that I've done in the past. You can find all sorts of creations over there. Uh, you can find my Patreon, patreon.com slash stonedmonkeyradio for as little as a dollar a month. You can help me do all the stuff that I do, including getting this show up and stuff and hosted yeah. and shared and skittisoded. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, patreon.com slash stonedmonkeyradio. Laura! <gasps> Can you sing us out, please, darling? Until next time, be a stranger.